Welcome back. We're back for another week of Melanin and Murder, where we bring you the melanin and, and the, the murder. murder. She's T. And I'm Bonet. So um, welcome. What do we have for this week? We got some murders. How have you been? I Let's change the subject. Been. You, We been. Y'all been. You been. We have been. And me? So, I just been child. We this, have been this shot that I in a up need for shots is very much needed. Oh, these are cute. Yeah, these are cute. So, cheers to everybody. Cheers. Pull up. Bam, bam. Tequila, clink, of clink. course. Take your shots, please. Mm-hmm. You know, in the last episode, I did hear the ASMR uh, gulp. Of the shot swallowing. Yeah, that's kind of like a thing. I mean, if anybody has an ASMR fetish where you specifically like to hear people swallowing, um, direct them to our podcast Mm -hmm. because first five to ten minutes, you're going to get everything you need. I mean, lots of gulps. Actually, throughout the whole thing. That's what you into. If somebody is specifically into that, let them know. And we can all we can also like look, we can tell a murder. I will gulp. I will Absolutely. go for them for definitely. For if you paying, if you paying, I will eat like some hot Cheetos and whisper yeah. a murder story. Yeah, if you paying, so send it out. There's you something know? for everybody. I know y'all. I know there's somebody out there. You don't want to say it in public, but you can slide in the DMs and let us know if you want an ASMR murder. Yeah, ASMR special murder for you. Well, we'll where we'll drink during the whole time, <laughs> and you can hear us swallowing. And you want that? Up. We can do that mm-hmm. easily. Yeah, and put you, you right know? to sleep. We got you. Yeah. Ooh, ciao. I don't know if we have the most soothing voices, though. Our voices are very Lafayette. When, when we're whispering. Whisper. We're whispering. Who knows? <laughs> we'll work on it. Okay. That's fine. So today, <clears throat> we got, yes, my friend loves olives. We have a um, variation of... A Mexican martini. Mm-hmm. Shout out to home, my homie Dre, who requested that a Mexican martini be the next cocktail. You go, Dre. We've been getting a couple go. requests, so from now on, the next couple weeks are going to be All listener requests. requests. Uh, so if you have any more, please hit me up. I'll make a little dranky drink for you. Um, I wanted to make one spicy, but I didn't have the ingredients. But with this martini, you can definitely, like, switch it up. I think it might be, though. It's going to be good. My friend makes some good drinks. I'm just telling y'all. So, you know, you want a drink named after you, kind of. We won't, maybe not. Actually, maybe we could post it on our social media. It'd be like, if it's named Dre's after somebody? Mexican. Yeah. We'll call Dre's, it. whatever. Dre's. Something associated with murder. Yeah, it's got to be murdery, though. We'll work on it. Um, So, yeah, I will get into this Mexican martini. So to make your martini, Mm -hmm. start off with a nice shake of ice. Yes. And then we have some reposado tequilas. Mm -hmm. 
I do recommend using Reposado instead of a Blanco since it's martini style because you want like a really good, like a more aged tequila and something that has like a caramelly, vanilla-y mm-hmm. flavor to it. So She knows way more about this than I do. I have no idea. She's like, <laughs> just mm-hmm. agreeing. Mm-hmm. Sounds, sounds yeah. right. So listen. So two ounces of <clears throat> tequilas mm-hmm. and then do a three-quarter ounce of triple sec or Cointreau. Ooh, Grand Marnier would be good here too. Grandma. Grandma. A little scoop scoop. You think somebody ever calls their grandma Grand Marnier? I would. Where my, I would what, that. Sounds, that sounds kind of country. Where my Grand Marnier at? Then we have things to think about. Three quarter ounce of olive juice. Normally Mexican martinis Mm. have Sprite, but I'm just not with the fizzy shit in this martini. So to replace the sweetness, I'm just using agave. So let's do uh, like a half ounce of agave. And then we have lime lime juice. juice. Half ounce of lime juice. I'm making two drinks, so I'm doing an ounce. Bam. Bam, bam. And then you want to use fresh juice d'orange, which is Mm. orange juice Mm. for you fancy Cajuns out there. Very very (laughs) bilingual podcast. You know, did you say what? Bilingual (laughs) podcasts. So if you speak French, you can understand what she's saying. I thought you said yeah. bilingual bypass. No. Oh, no. Like the surgery. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Mm-mm. I don't even know what that means. Me either. All right. So we got orange juice up in there. And then put your shaker top on. And you know what time it is. Go ahead and shake that hoe. Shake. I'm going to crump. She, girl, you squeaking in your shade. And squeak. <laughs> and squeaking. Tell me when to go. Tell I want to hear the squeak Tell me when to go. Tell me when to go. Yo, tell me when to Who's next? That's how you got to end everything. Who's next? Thank you. My brother's here. Shout out to Michelle. Our friends are here, guys. So, like... I love them. Thanks for being here, <laughs> drinking along with us, and crunking, crunking, crunking and, and crumping. That's the name of this episode. Uh, li- li- and squeaking. Little Pierre Escargo. Pierre Escargo. Crunk and crump is the name. He of this still episode doesn't recognize his when name you're, when you're gonna post this for us. Okay. Okay, so mm-hmm. then you want to rim um, a martini glass with some tahine. Normally, salt is used, but I really like tahine with oranges. Trilingual pie. <laughs> tahine. Tahine. I mean, it is a Mexican martini. So. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I can see how this show is going to go today, people. <laughs> Eat it. Oh, neither did I. Oh, I'm hungry. Um, okay, yeah, yes. we're drinking. So strain your martini, like so. Oh, this is these are beautiful. They really are. 
know I tell you this every it's week, friends, but boring. you I have talent. You have talent in making these drinks. Thanks, babe. Mm-hmm. It's for all those back-breaking years of bartending, you know? You learn a thing or two. Everybody really loves your drinks. Honestly, like, even, like, people I don't expect, my, um, the owner of my office it's like oh that's interesting <laughs> my, my uncle who i didn't even know that's paying attention to that's interesting this, oh my he god was I like your he was like oh they got uncle nearest and they really liked it oh we had that oh, yeah that's good. i know a lot of people really like that uncle nearest episode they love yeah do you want the um the copper mug or do you want the glass copper Put extra olives mm. on my friend's drink because she you. likes olives. So when you're finished, go ahead and garnish it with a skewer of olives. And you can do like a lime wedge or an orange wedge if you have it. If not, you have the tahini rim and the olives. That works just fine. There you go. Grazie. And quadrilingual. Salut. Okay, we're going to try these drinky drinks. Mm. Oh, my God, that's amazing. That really, oh, that's so good. Thank you. That rim with the orange. The rim, 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 rim. And the tahini. Tahini. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we spent a week in Mexico. If you speak English, if you speak English, that's (laughs) tahini. It's tahini. Tahini. Or tahini. Tahini. You can get it from your local specs. If you don't have tahini available, you can make any like spicy type of rim that you like. Very much so a a southwest thing. Yeah, it's definitely tahini is the shit. I do love tahini. Dip a dip an orange in tahini. I promise, change your life. Yeah, so delicious. Let's get into this shit. Okay, it's murder shit. You went first last week. I, I yep. went first this week. I already mm-hmm. know. I prepped myself. Thank you. Okay. All right. So, what's your sign, girl? Virgo. Mm-hmm. Virgo sign, Leo moon. Mm-hmm. Aries rising. Okay. Rashad, you a Gemini. I already know. Mm-hmm. I'm a Gemini. What up, gang gang? You are, mm-hmm. Y'all gang gang. So, what if... Scorpio. Oh, Scorpio. Holla. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Could not tell you when your birthday is. Resident husband is Scorpio too. That's right. Oh, so your birthday in November. I love Scorpios. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> so, so what if you could get killed for your zodiac sign? Oh, that's what we doing this week. That's what Ooh, we doing. I think we like right on par with our murder stories. Ooh, okay. Though, same time okay. frame. All right. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Well, so mine is different though. Not... The original. I have a copycat. Mm-hmm. That's right. I love and so, hate copycat killers. Like that, y'all. We don't love any killers. No, we don't love any killers at all. It's interesting. Killing That's the bad. whole point of this podcast. Killing is bad. Um. So this follows a Zodiac killer who struck for six years in New York City in the nineties. Okay, so we're in the other time. Never mind. I was thinking initials of different yeah, exactly. This was in the nineties. Um he promised to kill twelve people and it took a forensic astronomer, astronomist, astronom forensic astronomy, uh World War Two um 
<laughs> yeah, I guess so. A war, the wrong, World War II code breaker and handwriting analysis to actually get. Actually, that's not even how they caught him. They caught him because he did something stupid. But it took all of those things to even mm. like have the DNA like set up against him. So, oh. 1990, this guy named Mario. Mario, he's walking home. <laughs> <laughs> he's walking home from work, right? He's walking, he's walking, and then boom. He can, was just shot in the back. Can we play the music when she said walking home? Can walking, we play walking, do, 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 couple months later yeah. same area like a couple blocks away this guy named Erman he's mm -hmm. walking home from work do 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 minding his own business he gets shot in the back and he lived still couldn't identify his attacker two mm. months later same area a guy named Joe is walking up to his apartment he's putting his key in his door boom shot in the back Joe, unfortunately, did not live through it, but the killer left a note next to the body or next to him because he didn't hadn't died yet saying this is the Zodiac killer. I'm going to kill one person for every horoscope sign and I'm only going to strike or what do you say? Like only Orion and the seven sisters can stop me. So basically whenever Orion and the seven sisters, like stars were out, that's when he wouldn't kill. So he left a note saying this with the body. I have a question. Yes. What was his sign? He was a Leo. God damn it. It's all, it's always us. I'm not even gonna <clears> lie. <throat> Me and my brother talks about this. Because the person I'm talking about, we end up having the same birthday. And I'm like, I'm not surprised because most serial killers are Virgos, are Geminis. I feel like up there is Leo's too. That. Probably. Look, we can't deny it. And we're both here talking about murder. So, like. <laughs> Shoes. So. <laughs> anyway. So. The next day, the New York Post got mm -hmm. a similar letter that the killer left next to the body saying pretty much the same thing. At this point, everybody's kind of freaking out because they're like, how does he know these people's birthdays? Like, what the hell? Because right. he said he's going to kill 12 people for each Zodiac sign. Like, how, how is he doing this? It got yeah. so bad that at one point, like, you know, as a conversation starter, people couldn't even say, like, what's your sign? Because people started freaking out. And then yeah. there was at this bar and this uh, guy asked this one lady, like, a, as a pickup line, like, hey, what's your sign? And she started screaming at the top of her lungs, like, bloody murder. And she was like, police! <laughs> <laughs> Can't ask that line. You can't. You can't ask that line. Can you What's imagine? Your name? What's your sign? <clears throat> Zodiac killer. Yeah. Uh, you gotta pull up from behind. Uh, yeah. Oh. Ah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. All Did right. He, what's up on this? This was the nineties, right? Late nineties. Yep. Late nineties. What happened? That's right. He said, "You know, they lame if they say that." Yep. You're right mm -hmm. because he's right. He is right. Um. So, yeah, but then the cops actually realized that they had gotten that letter three months prior before all the killing started. And he told them exactly what he was going to do. Like, yo, 
just let you know I'm about to kill 12 people. And the cops laughed at it because they thought it was a joke. And they were like, this is so stupid. They even posted it on their bulletin board <clears throat> and laughed at it every yeah. day which pause that i'm trying to figure out like why would you take that as a joke because they had an original zodiac killer in san francisco that operated in the 60s so if you know the zodiac killer is a thing and he never got caught why would you take that as a joke of somebody being like i'm the zodiac I'm killer the zodiac and i'm gonna killer. kill people like what it could have been the original zodiac it killer for been. all you know so they definitely didn't like i don't know they didn't do their job but <laughs> you know cops um so okay so how they figured out that it wasn't the same zodiac killer they did handwriting analysis from the letters and they were like okay so it's not the og zodiac killer this is a copycat so they worked with the forensic astronomer because you know he said he wasn't going to kill people whenever orion and the seven sisters were in the sky. so the forensic astronomer predicted that the next time he was going to kill would be one day in june on the summer solstice which is the longest day of the year mm. and he was right and the cops were ready they're like yes. locked and loaded they like where you know he usually kills people there's like hundreds of undercover detectives right. and they're like ready jk this nigga killed in a different area womp 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 sorry police they didn't catch him still did he not do where orion was that he did where he killed under probably the cancer sign because y'all are cancerous and i don't like you uh no he just went to manhattan oh, okay yeah um <laughs> <laughs> so that works too <laughs> um in the in the last letter that he left with that body he left behind one fingerprint so the cops of course ran his fingerprint to see if it had any matches in the system and no matches but the police did um release it to the press that they found a fingerprint which mm -hmm. of course scared him off and he went dormant for two years and didn't kill anybody for two years then two years later dun 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 he sends a letter in to the police department and he's like, I'm back playing Scarface and Jay-Z. Guess who's Bizak? Wait, so he didn't finish all the 12. So he was no. like, okay, of course. Well, back. he was scared because the police were like, we've got you, sucker. Ha, ha, I got your fingerprint, even though they, um, they knew they didn't have a match. So mm -hmm. he was scared. So he just stopped killing, right? He's like, well, they're going to catch Damn me if I kill again. Uh, so he took a two-year little break, a little hiatus. And then when he wrote that next letter, he started claiming um, – claiming other victims which the cops never put two and two together because he didn't have like the same mo so like one lady he tried to shoot her but then she didn't die so he stabbed her to death and of course the police weren't going to think that was one of his murders because he usually just shot people in the back um he shot like a homeless person for no reason and then the eighth victim, he broke his pattern. Because, you know, he said he was going to kill one person per zodiac right. sign. He killed a person. Like, it was double sign, mm. which was a Taurus, I think, or something oh, like that. Oh, he had a thing about <clears throat> Tauruses. They were just too stubborn. <laughs> he was just up. like, fuck it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Our resident astrologist here, Monet, says Tauruses are stubborn. Um but in My this last letter i love you mom but she's stubborn you know you're stubborn mom you know you're stubborn so hey man 
Monet's mom. <laughs> so, hey, mom. Uh, hey, mom. I love my, I love my Taurus mom. I love your mama. Okay. So back to this murder. <laughs> my brother's here, so he knows the code. We're gonna be like, "This is for you, mom." Y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all got him. Like he's like, "What the fuck is happening?" So anyway, back to this murder. Um, in this last letter that he sent to um, the police, he fucked up again, and this dummy <laughs> licked the envelope. <laughs> he said, mm. <laughs> and left behind all of his good old DNA. And of course, they checked the system to see if anything matched, and nothing matched. So, oh, he also wow. left a clue um, in this one, and. The detective who was working on the case, his dad was a World War II codebreaker, and apparently <laughs> is based off of maritime flags. Nerd alert! So each flag, like in like the navy, navy uses it. Like everybody on ships, um, each flag represents a letter of the alphabet. So mm -hmm. one flag will be Alpha, another flag Beta, Beta. Charlie. I forget what E is, Foxtrot, so on and so yeah. forth. And so that's how they, what is it? Echo. Okay, okay, resident uh, maritime flag code breaker. He need a raise. He need a raise. I hope you guys listening at home did not hear the commotion <laughs> but <laughs> our resident uh co-breaker here mm -hmm. he said echo all right i th i think little pierre just mad because because he, he got, got the name pierre of no resident co-breaker and little yeah. pierre is mad because he's well he's our resident pierre. financial advisor we just not talking about finances this week. He is on the top of this pedestal. <laughs> like, Lil Pierre is top of the top. I don't understand. Resident, resident financial advisor, don't be upset now. We going to have another crime for you, all right? We're going to do finance. <laughs> We're going to do finance we gonna, next Yeah, week. finance. It's going to be all finances. Um, okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, Lil, right. he's gonna, Lil Pierre is done with us. Lil he's Pierre, gonna kick us your out. Time to I'm shine pretty is sure it's gonna happen. Okay. I'm pretty sure he is over us all the way. He is. <laughs> Don't hate us. Thanks, please. Lil Pierre. Um, so the detective ended up breaking the code uh using that system and he found out the letter that he wrote said, This is the Zodiac speaking. Mm. I am in control. Be ready for more yours truly wow so at this point the police are like mm, he's making us look stupid we can't find him so they're looking and they're looking and they're looking and still nothing mm -hmm. then one day mm. in 1996 there is completely separate there's a domestic disturbance and i think brooklyn or something this guy was furious that his little sister was in her bedroom alone with her boyfriend mm -hmm. so Naturally, what does he do? He shoots the door. And the sister's like, oh, my God, I love my boyfriend. And he's like, get out. You're not supposed to have a dude in here. And he shot his sister in the ass. And then the police had to come because he was holding the boyfriend hostage. And finally, he turned himself in, took this dude. His name was uh, Eriberto Seda. Took this dude into the police station. And they're like, Write your statement. He wrote his statement and he signed it with a funny symbol. And the cop was like, Ooh, 
something's afoot. Was this the time around Prince doing the symbol thing? Uh, it may be, but this was a Zodiac symbol. And so obviously it is not the same detective. This was a completely separate incident, but mm -hmm. the, the cop that took his statement was like, this is weird. I think you might be interested in this. Mm -hmm. Gave it to the detective and the detective was like, aha, oh. I got you, you little bitch. So he interrogated him for like six hours and then he finally confessed. He was like, yes, it's me. I'm the Zodiac killer, blah, 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 blah. And he got sentenced to 232 years in prison. <laughs> eligible for parole when he's 256 exactly even after all of that though people were confused and they're like how did he know these people's birthdays now most people speculated that he didn't even know that it was just luck and he just killed random people and they just so happened to have different birthdays except for that double taurus one mm, he thought that that taurus that taurus had a rising that was very prominent and he thought like no this can't be a Taurus this is definitely a cancer and it wasn't mm-hmm mm -hmm. yeah I don't know what you just said but don't mind me funny we just get paid out here by the <laughs> FBI funny um, to be forensic <laughs> astrologist forensic astrologist here funny update on uh Heriberto AKA Eddie, they call him Eddie. Eddie Seda in jail. He went to Attica. Um, I don't know what he's doing now, but as of, I found an article in the early 2000s, he fell in love with and married a transgender inmate who was in there for murder. And um, they loved each other very much. Oh, and really? she murder, got, murder and murder go together. I the the stories are like really funny. Like she actually got his name and his zodiac sign tattooed on her, and she she was making him home cooked meals, and he was they like, "I love matches. you." And he would write her like coded messages and send it to the other cell, and they loved each other very much. I, I mean, shit, everybody deserves love. And there's somebody for everybody, bro. Somebody for Murderers. everybody. It should be like a, a murder match site. Oh, oh, but not. But not. They're probably all in prison together. Like why, It's probably on why the dark web, no honestly. One, why hasn't no one created a website, like a dating website for prisoners to meet other prisoners? Well, they just write in. Because they write to other the people. I watch Love After Lockup, and they write, write to free people oh, no, that send the money. Like how there's about a, there is a population of women out there that like throw their panties at serial killers. His the his her name was Cynthia. His wife girlfriend in prison. Yeah. She was like, oh yeah, I just have a thing for serial killers and there's Ted Bundy, and I really want to meet the son of Sam. And I blah, want blah, blah, blah. a site for other people in prison to meet other people in prison. You you want that? Yes. Okay. I I. I want that. Yeah. I feel like that would upgrade life after lockup, love after lockup. Mm -hmm. lock mm -hmm. I'm an avid watcher. So if you're watching and you are a part of love after lockup, um, just take my advice, you know, because I watch, I'm probably one of the few people that watch your show. Wow. What station does that come on? Is it on? We TV. Oh, it's on We. Yeah, she's definitely one of the only people that watches this show. <laughs> yeah. It's very like watch it lifetimey. I watched a really it's bad lifetimey. No, li it's lifetime. We TV is uh, ghetto as fuck. The other what? day, it was it's ghetto but progressive at the same time, which I love. Have you watched any good murder shows lately? Ooh, I this one I want to watch. Which one? Um, Murder Amongst Mormons. The Mormons. 
good. You know, I have a thing about it. You watched but, it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. What, what kind of murders you give out of murders? I'm giving it, I'm giving it three murders out of five. Okay. Oh, really? But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say why because I don't want, uh, okay. I don't want to spoil it. Just because they like put in the title, Murder, murder Among, Among Mormons. Mormons. We're dealing with cults I was, and murder. I was disappointed. We started this podcast on Forex. cults. Forex, cults. <laughs> um, so, Lil, hey, Lil Pierre, do you think Forex is a cult resident financial advisor? He says it has cultish tendencies. tendencies. Yeah. That's it. That's Take with that as you as will. What you will. Yeah, uh, we're not saying that. But we do have a resident financial advisor. Do we're you? We're very objective. <laughs> very. We're very, very objective. objective. Nothing we say we're, is. You can basically come to actual, us for actual news. But I'm not saying. But. I'm mm-hmm. saying this is, should be your news. We should be. We should do this every day for a job. We should. Why because y'all paying us legitimate. For these, these. Go ahead. I will go into my story, but first, may I have a um, a little drink? Yes. Um, I just I don't even need all of this stuff. I just I just really enjoy those you want tequila uh, and orange juice. I really enjoy those olives. olives. I'll just take a tequila and and a little um. And I feel so helpless every time I'm here with you. I'm so sorry because I feel like you have to make my drinks for me. Um, that is because the I don't know how to. Um, the show. Yes, but because I know, don't make you drinks on otherwise. our Instagram. You should follow us because we have the actual instructions. See, today I don't ever know the instructions before, so I don't know how to make this. And you should. I recommend buying one of these. I'm messing because up if you don't know what a shot is. This is very important. This is called a Jigga. 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 What's my motherfucking name? Jigga. And who I'm rolling with, huh? My Jigga. Jigga's better get it right. We could do commercials for Jigga's. In case Jigga's wanted to. That was our Jigga. In case you wanted to. Jigga's get excited, too. In case you wanted us as a, a brand. A brand ambassador. I won't drop it the second time. Jiggas. We'll at least Please edit that out us. if you wanted to sponsor us. We just want a Jigger and Olive sponsorship. Thank you. That would be I great. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now I am going into this story. I actually got like a cute little beret so I can be very like Black Panther 1960s ish. But I like the way my hair was laying today, so I didn't want to cover it Hair's up. laid. So, we're going to talk about my story. Oh, did y'all see that half dimple? I thought y'all did. Okay, let's get okay, into the story. Okay, if you're just listening and you can't see her at all, you need to head on you over need to, to, go to the YouTube. Because what the fuck are you doing? I mean, thank you for listening on Spotify and Apple Music or wherever you are. But also, like... You need to watch it on YouTube, too. Watch on YouTube. Yeah. So we are going to talk about today the dating game killer. Ooh. Do y'all good. remember the dating game? So it was a game where I do. it goes, it has some very 1960s type songs. You have some flowers, very 1960s style in the back. Well, 
if you like that, this murder is for you. So we are going to talk about a Mr. Rodney Alcala. So Rodney Alcala, I will start this story from a murder and go backwards, then go forward, if that makes sense. A lot. I'm dizzy. Looks just like this little edge swirl you got. It goes around. So, like a little edge swirl. Okay. Um, Mr. Rodney Alcala. Rodney is white. Hmm. You know what? He was white enough to pass. So, uh, I feel like he got the white privilege. So, that's something that's very interesting that we need to talk about today. So, um, Rodney Alcala. Alcala is definitely a Hispanic name. His family came from Mexico, but they were very wealthy, very, very wealthy, and they were Caucasian Mexican. So they grew, he was born in San Antonio on my birthday, unfortunately. Actually, he was born in Mexico, but they moved, he grew up in San Antonio, uh, Texas. We have the same birthday. We have the same birthday, unfortunately. But, um, he was a very, very handsome guy, but he could definitely pass for white. And what? his family definitely had money, so they moved out to L.A. I would like to start this story with one of his um, horrible acts. I wasn't even going to say. I was about to say transgressions, but that was too calm for what he did. So let's start with Rodney being a student at UCLA. He was a student at UCLA, and at some point, he um, let's let's paint the picture. This is the 1960s. This is a time where people are. Um, it's just a a big change in American history in general, right? So people are not only um, taking a stance against civil rights, right? We had this time, we had this big civil rights mu movement. Not only that, you had many people that were against the upcoming war, the war. Vietnam War. You had all this peace love. You had an embracement of sexuality. Lots of drugs also, but it also an embracement of sexuality. It was a very liberating time. So, drugs. did you watch the Studio 54 documentary? I have not, oh, and really I good. wanted to be there, so I need to. Me too. I, I will. Me too. Think about seventies. I'm obsessed with seventies. I know. I used to be obsessed with eighties, but seventies seems just more glamorous. So yes, sixties, seventies is vibe. Seventies, it's just glam. Glamour. I wanna, like I want to like I want to pop up Studio Fifty Four party. And that would be just great. One night. I just, yeah, I just, I just want to be Diana Ross for a night. Mm. Diana Ross is like my idol. Sorry. But anyway. No, I interrupt you all the time, but it's more than fine. <laughs> so, um, this is a, a time where people are more out. They're they're trying to show themselves. They're out and about. L.A. is mm. like a different L.A. It's like, it's really becoming like the party mecca that it is. So, lots of people hung out at, say, Chateau Montmartre. So... Here's where we first meet, or where you're going to first meet Rodney Akala if you haven't met him before. Definitely. He shows up around that time because at that time he was a UCLA student and he lived in that area. He rose up, just driving around the area one day, and there's this eight-year-old little girl named... Oh. Um, mm -hmm, named... Drunk Sasha. Podcast, I always forget. Uh, Tia Scalia, I believe. Yeah, I'm 
pretty sure that's right. You can look it up. So um, he drives up on her. She's eight years old. She's going to school. Her parents are in the industry, and they were something was up with their house, so they were staying in a hotel for a minute while it was getting fixed at their house, and her parents were like Hollywood. Um, they worked in the industry. Like they were pretty well off for them, at least for them to stay at a hotel during that time. Mm -hmm. She's walking to school. She has a nanny, so they're very rich. And um, she's always, she's never been taught mostly about like um, the dangers that could come to talking to strangers, but she knows that she shouldn't talk to strangers, but she's not sure why. So she's walking to school and this guy drives up in a car and he's like, hey, I want to show you this picture at my house. And she's like, no, I don't talk to strangers. What a terrible like intro. The typical, like, it's like line. the original one. It's like the white man. Like, hey, I got ice cream. Yeah. You know, like you I feel bad for those, those first kids that had to deal with that. Like we know like. Yeah, you we grew got up told, in a time yeah. where it's just like, hey, I got ice cream. We're like, kids, bitch, kids was get like, the fuck I out of here. So hopefully you won't have to go <laughs> through that. Like, right? I, first of all, the, the, um, <laughs> the ice cream truck driver we had in Lafayette was very pedo-ish. Like, my mama told me not to go to the ice cream truck. Really? He, yeah, she said he, he was probably pedophile. was. Like, she knew better. You but, know there was one ice cream truck driver in Lafayette? There was one. Well, I don't know. We were we didn't grow up in Lafayette. We grew up in the country, so they they had one, but he he, he only drove through Brobridge. Oh, he was probably pretty. Mm. He's, yeah, I don't know. He he was pretty normal. He looked like he was trying to get away from us most of the time. So I don't know. <laughs> we had to chase him down. So I don't know. <laughs> I think he hated kids, but <laughs> I would too. That was my job. Fuck you. <laughs> Little crumb snatchers. So, right? He was just like, I'm just doing this. Maybe he got paid by the hour, not by what he sold, because he clearly didn't give a fuck. Like, if we didn't make it outside, then it was that was it. That was it. You're not getting your ice cream. So, this guy drives up onto the little girl, and he's like, yeah, like, I want to show you a picture that I have. And she's like, I don't talk to strangers. And he was like, well, but I know your parents. And she was like, uh, I didn't really want to get in the car, but... Um, I was taught to respect my elders and he was Aww. grown. So like I got in the car, she gets in the car. Luckily a good Samaritan <gasps> was watching and was like, this is weird. Like this is a little baby getting into that car. So like we are going to, that person followed them to, um, wherever he was oh, going. Wow. Turns out they ended up at, yeah. So he turned out, uh, turned up to his apartment. He followed him all the way to that apartment. And when they saw that he saw them get out and get out, he called the police. And he was like, I feel like something fishy's going on. Like, can y'all just check it out? The police come, they knock on the door and um, they're like, hey, uh, What's the, we just want to check your house or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, I just got out of the shower. The policeman that was there, was uh, he's still alive to this day, so he's able to give this account. And he's like, I noticed he didn't really have any clothes on. So he was like, oh, I just got out of the shower. But he was like, he wasn't wet or anything. So he was like, uh, oh, give me five seconds. I need to put some pants on. So, yeah. So he was like, I didn't wait that time. I, like, got into the door, and he sees on the floor this little clothes children's clothes on one side and he sees this little girl that's just 
unconscious with this like bar over her neck. That's like it was it's like two pounds, but it's just like resting on her neck. And oh boy starts to then run. And he was like, at that point, I have to make a decision. Do I want to save this little girl? Yeah, or or chase after him. He decides to save the little girl, thankfully. thankfully. So um, he goes to save her. She ends up being alive. And, you know, he hears some coughing, especially when he's trying to make that decision. He's like, should I run? He hears her kind of cough. So he's like, I, I got to save this little girl. He goes to save this little girl. And this guy gets away. Obviously, if you have an apartment, you have to have your name in certain things Mm -hmm. before you rent an apartment Mm -hmm. so it's so easy for them to be like okay so the guy that um this apartment is belongs to this guy who's named rodney akala he's a student at ucla the detectives go to the store to the um ucla and they're like oh no that could never be rodney like he's such a great guy like you have the wrong guy of course the leader ones right so then after that they're like they can't find him rodney goes to new york so let's backtrack Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. oh wait and during that time too the little girl she's like so traumatized but she doesn't honestly remember any of things like i've seen in an interview with her to this day she still says she doesn't remember anything she was knocked unconscious like by the moment the moment she got into that house so um but she was like her parents didn't want her around there they hated it so they moved to mexico because i think her dad was originally from mexico mm-hmm. rodney akala he's originally from mexico very white passing very all these people say that he's very handsome and smart and whatnot he eventually moves, his family moves to L.A. He goes to private school and all of these things. He's brought up in these, like, very high-class situations. Um, prior to the little girl, he was up in New York, and he had to leave New York because he didn't get he didn't get in trouble for this, but he threw a bottle at a woman, and it hit her, and she got injured, and he moved back to L.A., and then that's when he did the shit to the little girl. <laughs> after that, after he did that, he went into the army. Yes. So he went into the army. Rodney Child. He went AWOL. Oh, no. He decided he didn't want to do it. He went AWOL. He ended up in New York. People were like, oh, so. Oh, I mean, he's pretty much a, a, a very, like, upstanding white guy because. Because he's white. He's white right so they were like oh no he's such a good guy like he's just he just have doesn't have he has mental issues so it, it's okay we'll discharge him from the military even though he went um AWOL and he got an honorable discharge from the military no he didn't he did honorable girl honorable. so he was after he did what he did to the little girl that was eight year uh, the eight year old. So they found out that who he was and they was like, Rodney Akala has this apartment. They tried to look for him, right? Because that's who it's under. It's pretty straightforward. They couldn't find him. Like he wasn't in the system? This was in like 1968. Like they couldn't find his name anywhere? They couldn't find where he was. He disappeared and um, 
it, that was it for that. So he ends up moving to New York and he goes under the name of John Berger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very original. He's very creative. And because he's he so might as original. Well said John Smith. Oh, like, he's so creative to the point where he decides to enroll into NYU arts program. And he got in under John under Berger. Under John Berger? Yes. So now he's an, a student in New York, and there was this one girl who wanted to be a flight attendant, and she ended up becoming it because it's the late 60s, going into the early 70s, where women, like, it was it was glamorous to be a flight attendant. You know, you can remember yeah. those little, like, yeah. So this girl moved out there, and she had her boyfriend, but she didn't really know anybody. She lived in this apartment with lots of women. And um, on that that time, the east side of New York was known for having like lots of women coming in because it was a new, um, it was a new age. It was a new era. Like women were able to have their own careers, their own opportunities. So lots of women were, you know, sharing apartments and just kind of pursuing their careers on their own. Um, she ended up being murdered and no one knew why. No, not many people in the area knew who she was. But anyway, John goes up. He's he's a student, so some of his um, classmates they went up to a trip to New Hampshire, and one day they his uh, classmates that he went up there with were hiking, and it starts pouring down on them, and they're like. We're in the middle of nowhere. This is a very small town in New Hampshire. They're like, it's pouring down. We just want to, like, get inside because so, we don't want to get rained on. They go into this little post office, and there's nothing to really look at. This At this point, this is still kind of early 70s, right? So they were just like, okay, we have uh, America's Most Wanted top 10. And who do they see? John Berger. John Berger. Except his name is Rob Ronald Rodney Akala. Rod Akala. Rodney Akala. So they, they're like, they talk to like their teacher on the trip and they're just like, um, we're here at the post office, but this guy that's most wanted in America, he was a fugitive for the little baby, the little eight-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. And he was like, they were like, what the fuck? This really looks like him. Like, I'm pretty sure this is him. So then their teacher is like, okay, hold on. I'm going to come up there and then we'll see what we'll do. So the FBI then contacts L.A. and they're like, oh, we, they get him in custody and they're like, we have your guy in custody. He goes to court for the little girl, the eight-year-old girl, right? Nothing. No, he gets like an indeterminate sentence because... What the fuck is that? Hold on. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that that quick. But so the little girl's parents were like, they didn't want to re-traumatize her. They didn't want her to go on, on stand. So they decided to stay in Mexico. They didn't want to come back for the trial at all. Um, so he ended up getting an indeterminate sentence, meaning that it's deter you have more flexibility on them deciding like what your full sentence would be depending on how you act yeah so he ended up serving just three years for that and he didn't get this little girl was unconscious Nine minutes. she it was blood everywhere it was a lot it was a lot like i can't even say everything like she was it was a lot so he only got a child molestation charge mm -hmm. which was three years is ridiculous but 
it was an indeterminate charge, so he ended up serving about three years. Mm -hmm. But because he had good behavior, he was let off. Mm. So he was out three years. A few months later, after he was left out, he was found on the cliffside with this woman. Now, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck that. Not woman. I'm sorry. This was a 13-year-old girl who they were on the side of a mountain smoking weed. Wow. And they were like, she's 13. Like, what the fuck are you doing with her? He then um, got, like, charged nothing. Slap like, on the hand. Uh, like a slap on the hand. Like, he got, like, probation for a little bit longer. So then he went to New York. In New York, we're going to speed this up. He killed another girl after he killed that girl. who She was a, an, an heiress. Um, she, like, a millionaire heiress. Um, he killed her. After he killed her, he went back to L.A., and he enrolled. So he was just going back, 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 mm -hmm. back, 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 back. He got another job. So ping -pong he in New York, introduced LA. himself to the millionaire girl as John Berger. Then he came back and um, and got a job at L.A. Times, like doing photography. What? Because he was a photographer. That's how he met the millionaire. He is white. Yeah, he was a photographer, and like L.A. Times was like people at L.A. Times were like, oh, his his pictures were low key pornographic, and they did have like kind of young kids but they thought that he was artsy <laughs> so they were like okay he had he ended up getting a job and this is with his record as robert alcala and there he killed another girl oh, in what la the fuck sir he killed another God girl in damn la it. Mm -hmm. um that time though you know there was lots of early 70s this like the time of the serial killer so you had the hillside yeah. strangler so he killed a girl he's a killer uh -huh, on the hillside naked like strangled he left her there so they couldn't connect it to the hillside strangler though and of course it didn't fit with his mo so he got away with that after that though he went back to new york okay he killed another girl I'm tired uh-huh then he went back to l.a he killed another girl. Nigga. He was just going back and forth from New York to L.A. and just killing girls. Okay. He used to have a map. Where it's killing, like, killing, killing. Cross country. Now, at some point, though, he went up to Seattle and he got a little storage locker. And in that storage locker, he had this, like, the last girl he killed was a little girl at Huntington Beach. And she was, like, a younger girl. She was a teenager. Um, but he, like, she had these earrings that she used to like to wear. And they found this um, Seattle storage locker under his name that had a little pouch. You know, this little, like, kind of, like, Asian-style pouches that, mm -hmm. um, and then they have, like, little, you know, I feel like every vacation, uh, I don't know, growing up, like for some reason I pouch. ended up with a lot of those. And, yeah, he had one of those with a lot of little jewelry in it. And, um they figured it, well, one of the family members of the last little girl was like, that's her earrings. She used to love those little gold earrings. That's definitely her earrings. Um, but this was a time before DNA. So eventually we reach a time with DNA years later where this one prosecutor is like, I'm going to run all this shit. We saw that little pouch for DNA. This guy is going to jail. And that was in 1979. Rodney was living with his mom. They, uh, obviously, because that's easy, right? You don't have to pay any um, rent. rent. You don't <laughs> have to put your name out there, right? So the they get him. Um, they finally go through a trial with a jury. Um, the prosecutor 
runs that um, all of that jewelry through DNA and it shows up that he's kept all of these little idols or sentiments, trophies of all of the women he's killed. And it shows up that it connects with each one of these women. Okay. So he is then finally, finally convicted for all of his crimes. And he's still in jail to this day and he's still alive to this day. Really? He's still alive. Oh, main oh, thing oh. I forgot to forget. I mean, I forgot to game. not to forgot to forget. I, the main thing I forgot, I forgot to mention was that in the meantime, in between one of the L.A. to New York, L.A. to New York, this guy was, was on, on the, the dating game, dating game. Dun, dun, and he won. Dun, dun. He won a date with somebody. So the chick that picked him was an asshole. Like, sorry, your your picker is completely off. She picked him. Out of all the other guys. And, like, the producer of the show was, like, he's super weird. I don't think we should. But then one of the ladies that was a producer was, like, he's super attractive. Like, of course, all the women are going to like him. And But the girl never went on a date with him because she thought that he was he just had weird vibes she was like he's super weird she was like i don't feel comfortable going on a date with him so they were like okay you don't have to but yeah this nigga had the gall to have all of this going on and still went on the dating game he is diagnosed as a sociopath because he's gotten away with so much shit that he would think that he could do this back and forth and he still did. show up on a national TV show, dating show, and do this shit. Which lets us know that I, which makes me think that um, lots of people on reality shows are probably sociopaths too. Okay. That was a Not all. different conclusion that lot. I thought would be. Because I'm like, if this guy got casted for that shit, like, if you think about the progression of reality TV since acting. we've been alive. It's all acting. Like, this was back in the Most 70s. Of it is fake I'm and sure scripted. this shit has got more fucked up over time. Oh, it's definitely more fucked warped. Up. Like, anywho, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Do we some have any quick fe- murderous mess this week? We do have some murderous mess. I know, man. We ran out of time. But um, our murderous mess of the week. So we have um, one thing that, that, that I we think. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that I really wanted to talk about was like this mass shooting in Atlanta by a fucking domestic terrorist. Um, that targeted Asian spas and massage massage parlors. Um, So at that point, um, there was this one white guy. I don't even know his real name. I know his last name is Long, so y'all should look him up because we need to know that name. But um, this Negro, not Negro. No, not Negro. I'm sorry. This white white person... Um, this white man, I mean, cause that's kind of synonymous with, with fucking terrorism at this point, but people f- refuse to acknowledge it, um, was given, I felt like so much pity, you know, these three Asian salons, I, um, Asian owned, um, massage parlor parlors or salons were shot up and eight people passed away from this. Um, because he said he had a sex addiction 
and he wanted to eliminate the temptation. Like, the fuck? And the fucking um, police officer who came about um, and talked about the whole situation was very racially insensitive, talking about um, he had a fucking bad day. He had a bad day because he had temptations and he wanted to eliminate it. Fuck that and fuck y'all and fuck him. Because that same policeman that gave that um, that media statement also was found to be on Facebook, or I, I just assume he was on Facebook, promoting these shirts that said coronavirus imported from China or some shit. So fuck him. Anywho, I, I just, I'm saying all that to say is that it was never mentioned as this guy, as this is a hate crime. So much so when people have bias, they don't want to recognize it. As a minority, like we may have that on a, a more minimal scale, but I can recognize when I have bias, unconscious bias. But it's white people's, um, job essentially like if you actually it's not just enough to say like you feel bad about what your ancestors did no but they taught you and it was passed throughout your lineage to have this unconscious bias that you think is right and the second you're you're it's acknowledged by anyone else that's not like you you want to cry about it mm -hmm. like it's nothing to fucking cry about like get the fuck over it my thing is right now, so everybody's talking about there. There has been an increase in in um, in um, hate crimes against the Asian community at this point. I think it's like 150 percent in the past year. Like I think we could all know who that fucking comes from. But what I don't care for are where I think there's discrepancies in many communities, especially in the black community. I can only speak on my community. Is that we're like. Mm, We've been going through this shit in America for a long ass time. I'm just saying, it's been a long ass time. We've done the work and we put ourselves out there. We've been speaking out. And I mean, a lot of us say. are like, where were y'all when we were going through all this shit? Because y'all were here too. But where were your voices? People Where were your look voices? For black people to be but, the ones to speak up on shit. But That's here's not the thing: new. I'm not. I, I'm very objective in this point because I get that we're all humans, and people and and Asian people on the other end may be like, you know, maybe black people come into our our establishments, but you don't quite understand us, and you feel like That's we true. may not very respect your establishments or may say certain things that are insensitive to. But you may say some things that are insensitive to us, too. Always. But here's the fucking thing. What's the thing? And then we got to wrap None it up. None of it fucking matters because it all comes from white people trying to make themselves the better race or whatever. And it's stupid of us if we don't realize that. So fuck that. I don't like Asian hate or stop Asian hate. I'm for that because personally, this is a personal decision. I don't care for pers um, I don't care for any human being discriminated against. 
And I and as a black person, I have the feelings that I feel and feel like maybe some people haven't showed up for us. But at the same time, this is not the main issue. The main issue is white aggression. And why are we not addressing that? Because that is the main issue. And if we keep focusing on we need this for black people, we need this for Asian people and not address the people who are causing all of this shit to us, then it's a moot point. So what the fuck? I had a lot of shit to talk about, but we're out of time. We're running out of time, baby. We gonna have to It's fucked up. We're gonna have to figure week. out how to figure this out because I feel like I never get through my hot topics because by the end of the day, I have to like mute it down to one point. I had a lot of shit to talk about. We, you know, we got, we got a time limit. That's just, that's how it goes. Last week we were short. This week we were long. We'll see. Maybe next week we'll we be We were not long, perfect. though. We were just like 104. It really wasn't that long. So I don't know how we going to fix this. But y'all need to hear what the fuck I'm thinking about because my segment be getting short all the damn time, and that ain't fair. We, we had... We, it ain't fair. We had 10 minutes left so, in the last one. Lil' Pierre, I don't know who needs to know. We have to get my segment together because I can't be having one minute after I done prepared this shit. Okay. But we out. All right. Well, thank y'all for tuning in for another week of this melanin and murders we're gonna see y'all next week with hopefully more time for murderous mess and hot topics of the week uh closing out i'm t this is monet and we are gonna see y'all next week thank you bye bye